Hello and welcome to the Current Moments podcast. I'm Matt Holt, as little alternative to your usual presenter, Andy Brown. But with me, as ever recently actually, is the fantastic Ali Cornwall. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, how are you, Matt? I'm good. I'm good. So it's uh, we're recording this at half term, and Andy has gone on holiday. He's not a teacher or anything. He's just you know decided to go away at an expensive time. I don't get that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, he's having a fantastic time somewhere on the coast of England. Was having frankly quite stunning weather for February. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, so he's not with us to record this podcast, which is probably not too bad an idea because I don't know how much he'd be into the topic. Uh, yep. But through the magic of recording, he might be joining us at the end of it for a special quiz. Ooh, and deep. if you stick around through the next bit, um, you really are in for a treat. Maybe, <laughs> maybe depending on what mm. your idea of a treat is. Yeah. And today we're here for some dirty talk. Really, oh. that's that's the only thing we can call it, isn't it? Yeah, really dirty. It is one of our favourite topics. A new racing game, Dirt Rally 2.0, has released. We've been playing it for around about a week or so. Putting yeah. in a lot of miles, a lot of hours, and we want to let you know what we think about it. Indeed, yeah. So it's a sequel to Dirt Rally that came out in 2016. So we're about coming up to just three years since that first came out. Mm. Yeah, I forgot how old it was. I thought it was like almost a yearly iteration. But then when I was looking back through my, my old videos, um, yeah, it's like three years. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> that's gone quick. And I know... It's three years, because my daughter's three this year, and um, oh. as we were waiting in the maternity suite, I was remote playing in on my Vita to play <laughs> the daily challenges on Dirt Rally, because really, there is not a lot to do while you're waiting. <laughs> no, no. I can strongly recommend that. It passes the time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a long time since that, and it's been 18 months since Dirt 4 mm-hmm. as well. It's been, been quite a while, and it's evolved is it fair to say i mean initial impressions it boots up it looks like a codemasters rally game yeah and it to me feels like they've maybe taken some of the pieces that worked in dirt 4 for the presentation and the style but in fairness that's about it the, the this isn't dirt 4 this isn't a mainstream no. entry this is hardcore rallying and i think that's why they've called it 2.0 whether this is something that's going to happen with this series a little bit like the Forza series, but in a more subtle way. So Dirt Rally was a hardcore rally game, punishing as you like, and it was it was brutal like rallying is. Dirt Four came out, and it was still hardcore, but not quite. It was it was tailored a little bit more for like an intermediate level, so people that knew how to do racing, but it wasn't as punishing on the rally side. And then this one does seem very much like we'll take a lot from Dirt Rally and a little bit from Four. Yeah. And that's what you've got. It is it's gone back to that kind of almost punishing level of rally. It is. It, it I think the best way of describing it is if 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 it's not clear enough, is this is more of a rally sim than a yes. rally racing game. It definitely lands on the sim side. Um, I think the yeah. um, that one of the things about this you know is straight away as soon as you get into the rallying element is the handling and mm-hmm. just the way it completely interacts the car interacts with the track. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a new tire model for this game 
uh, to improve that traction feel and, and understand what actually happens. Lack off. On... <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> fairness, most of it. Yeah. As you're slipping off the side of a cliff, you notice yep. that you've got no traction. It's a it's one that's really really hard to describe until you're actually playing it because because it, as with any kind of racing game, you talk about the feel, you talk about grip, you talk about cornering, mm-hmm. and you don't really know how to get that that cross and that feel when you're using a pad or, or, or in fairness a steering wheel mm-hmm. but this is a game that manages it you you do you can feel what's going on it sounds really weird and counterintuitive yeah but you can you can feel what's happening with this with the way the pad rumbles with the way the the car moves and slides you know when you've got grip you know when you haven't and you know when it's all going to go tits up it's gone back to that racing where even though four had it to, for the majority, to an extent, because it's a rally game and they're, they're quite intensive. Um, but it's gone very much back to that. You have a sweat on even after a rally cross, especially <laughs> if you're using the wheel. Um, you just kind of like, I need a minute before I start the next, yeah. the, you know, the, the next qualifier or whatever. And it's gone back to that. You feel like you've just done a rally. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, there's, there's a lot of concentration, a lot of focus needed. Um, yeah. And that actually brings us to a good point. There's two... There's two options for racing in this. You've got the pure rallying, which will put you off onto um, either a championship or if you want to do your own custom event, you can do. Or you've got the rally cross championship, which is actually the official FIA one. Yep. You can pick either one, but interestingly, everything's labelled under the my team element in this. Yeah. It's trying to build in a little bit of what they introduced in Dirt 4, which is you you build a team, you hire engineers, you improve your skill set, as well as developing your cars and gaining experience Mm. from them. And and it's not just a case of doing it to get a slightly faster car, though, you you know, that is the benefit. Uh, But the engineers actually seem to have a proper impact with this. It was there in Dirt 4, but I can't really tell you now what it did. In this, I can tell you that if you upgrade your engineers and your co-driver, you you get lower penalties in the right. race. So if you yep. um, say you run off the track and you reset to track, your first time of doing that without any upgrades, you'll maybe get a 10-second penalty. Mm-hmm. As you start to upgrade, that'll reduce down to maybe eight or six or four. So there's, yep. a, there's a tangible impact on your actual event. You can upgrade your co-driver so that if you crash in a stage you can recover to the service area. So oh, it's not okay. necessarily game over. You've lost that stage. And if you're in a multiple stage segment, you've lost all of them, mm. but you can still carry on, Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, in the last Dirt Rally game, that was it. One crash, done. Out of the rally, out of the standings. But this isn't like Dirt 4 that has the flashbacks. There's no recovery. If you make a mistake, tough. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and just to put it out there, you've had the game for few days longer than i have so you've put a little bit more time into it than me so some of yeah. the stuff that you're saying now is, is is new to me as well but it it is it is punishing and i like the idea that so i went to do a i was doing a live stream and i thought right okay i've done the rally cross so i finished my first series which i managed to win um after you have to absolutely rag your car to <laughs> to get it around it and you know really I'm not used to, I'm used to obviously redlining it when I, when I play my racing games, but I'm not used to having to aggressively downshift and break and wang it around the corner, if you like, to get it around the corner. Yeah. I, I then went on to one of the, the daily challenges 
and I didn't have a car in that class, so I went to buy a, the only option you have is to buy a second-hand car. Yeah. So I brought the Volkswagen Golf GTI, whatever it was. Um, and two interesting things is that the the first one is that when I went to put it onto the track, I actually had some damage on it. So I had to do some repairs because I've just brought it secondhand. So whether yep. it was purchased with the damage on it. They are. If you buy them secondhand, you usually have to fix them before you go racing. It is used. You know, it's like real life and a little bit like uh, the old school Gran Turismo days. When you used to have to do the oil changes and things. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is. Did yeah. you do the fix in the service area or before you went to the race? Okay, I think I, I did it before the race in the service area. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then I went out on the race. And this is where the game gets very realistic. And I got a little bit frustrated because <laughs> I went out, started driving the, the course. And I think, I'm not sure if I did a shakedown. I think I just went in raw and I yeah. just thought, nah, let's go for it. And... Car lights started to flicker a little bit. And I thought, oh, interesting. Not hit anything yet. Then they started to flicker a little bit more. And then I was kind of getting a bit out of shape trying to get it around because it was at night. Yeah. And then suddenly the lights just completely failed. <laughs> and I couldn't turn them on. <laughs> so I just retired because I couldn't see where I was going yeah, apart from the, the odd light here and there. When the lights go, it is yeah. almost impossible. You can just about make out a path, but you've got to go slow. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's if you can make out the path, if you've not already kind of careered off and you reset your car and you've you've got no hope. And it was very interesting because that is ultra realistic. You've brought a car that's got dodgy headlights, I guess. Yeah. Or, a, you know, water in the, the headlights that's shorted them out. I don't know. So what I think, I think if you repaired it in the service area, this might be what's happened. Okay. So you've got different levels of repairs. Now, you've got a standard, a fix, and a replace. And your standard will repair up to scratch, so it'll get it back to where it absolutely needs to be, but obviously it's going to wear down. Mm -hmm. A fix will bodge it, and so it will wear faster. Like a quick fix, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like a quick fix. And then you've got your replace. And each one of them has a different timing attached to it. So when you're in the service area, you want to get half an hour's worth of repairs, and so you've, you'll spend a different time. So you can play around with sure. it. If you yep. hit triangle on the PlayStation, I'm not sure what it is on the Xbox, but you hit one of the buttons, and it'll Probably do why. the recommended repairs, Yeah, and you can just blast through it. And that'll max out your time without putting you over. But it doesn't necessarily do all the repairs you need. And I suspect what's happened is you'll have needed your lights replacing because they'll have been faulty, yep. Yep. and it'll have done a fix because it'll yeah. have been the shortest and quickest Oh, if okay. you've done your repairs before you went into the challenge, because you get the option before you actually load the challenge up, you can repair them with no penalty on time because you're in your oh. team garage. And right. all your damage and wear carries over between events. If you come out of a rally, say you, you've done a four-stage rally or a six-stage rally, you come out and whatever damage you had in your last stage will be present in your garage so that when you mm-hmm. go to your next event, you have to repair it. But right. you can fix it between events without the penalty, so that's you know that's quite useful. I guess that, that might be a, a, a slight negative at this stage, is that I didn't even realise that replace bit was there, but I've probably not played the game as much as you, so not got as in-depth with it. But it's those, it's those moments and that attention to detail that surprises you. Like I said, the... the 
you're going to crash in these games. You are going to hit a barrier. You're going to run off the road. That's always going to happen. But it's a yeah. different level of damage each time. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to completely screw your car up if you whack a wall at 50 mile an hour. You yeah. might be a bit wobbly. You're going to lose all your speed. But you, it's not a game killer straight away. However, no. you might lose a wheel yeah. uh, or get a puncture. Yeah. And if you do yeah. that, you can repair it. You can repair mid-race if yeah. you've put a spare tyre in your car. If you've not put a spare tyre in your car, <laughs> you are not repairing it. But then the, the AI errors, you get the cars that crash out in front of you on the track and that they're waving you down so you don't run into them. You've got the ability of the game to make you feel like a god in one stage and the very next one absolutely atrocious, like you've never even driven a car before. I've, yes, I've gone yeah. from um, stages in Spain where I thought I had the setup nailed in the wet, loving it, I, you know, 10, 20, 30 seconds a stage ahead of my competition, and then it dries up, and I can't keep the thing in a straight line. And it's because you're having to adapt to the change in surface. And yep. that surface degradation, which is a new feature as well, isn't it? It wears mm. over time. You notice it a lot in the rallycross but actually, yep. depending on where you start in a rally, depends on what kind of surface you've got. And because in the early stages, you're more than likely going to be like 100, 140th in line, you're getting the crap surface. And so you don't yep. get as much traction. It's harder to turn. Um, but it is. it does have a real impact. And it does have an impact yeah. on the tarmac as well, but even then, the tarmac tracks. I guess if you're in the top 20, you might have a slight benefit. Because yes. if you're the first person out, you've got to lay down the tracks. You've got to bed it in yeah and so obviously as that degrades there'll be a sweet spot where it's just bob on and you can go a lot lot quicker but then i guess it'll just suddenly snap and it'll yeah. be that's that's it yeah you're right you, you will have a sweet spot yeah. and you'll have terrible points and there's a little gauge that tells you when you're in the service area what the surface is like for that stage it's like a little bar and it tells you whether i think it tells you where the optimum is and how far away from that you are it does really add to it and it makes the events unpredictable like i said hero mm. to zero stuff happens all the time that spain rally I, I adapted i got i got going in the dry i got it i was plowing along i was on my last stage i was going to take the championship win by taking the first place one foot wrong on a corner i went too wide hit a barrier with the front end Totaled the car. Uh, done. Gone. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Terminal failure. <laughs> That's it. It. 29th yeah. out of 30 in the class and oh. um, ended up ninth in the championship. And you just throw it away. Nothing you can do. Dirt four, you'd be hitting flashback. This, you're just watching the screen die as it go black <laughs> and white because it yeah. won't even let you hit start to, um, to pause it and restart the track. Yeah, no. It's over. Yeah. And you've got to learn to live with that. Because it will happen quite a lot. So if you if you really don't want the hardcore experience, this is not a game for you. Yeah, and there's not a lot of difficulty options that I've seen. I, I don't believe there was anything where I can change the level of difficulty with AIs as such. In the career, I don't think there is. You, no. You're just up against it. Now, you can go and change a load of assists. You can switch things on and off to make the driving easier. But the AI difficulty, I think, is standard. If you go to the, for want of a better word, the arcade mode where you can do custom events and set everything up or just do a rally, 
you can yeah. set the difficulty in there, and you can also set hardcore mode, which is right. basically hardcore damage. So yes. you can yeah. tweak it a bit to what you want, because I, I like to play with the damage on, mm-hmm. but sometimes I do want a slightly easier opponent. It's a scale, I think, of 1 to 100, and you can just set it uh, on what you want. But that's not in the main career mode, and it doesn't travel to the main career mode either. But then you, you through the open championship, which is the starting level, then you're into the clubman, mm-hmm. and then it goes on and on and on from there. And yeah. that's I think that's where the difficulty comes in, that you, you basically will eventually potentially hit a wall of yep. difficulty where you really do have to up your game to make it work. The rally cross is superb. Mm. I couldn't get on with it in Dirt Rally. It was too hard. Re- I only ever finished one championship and that was with a lot of practice. I remember when the game was, was coming out and you said that you're not bothered about that part of the game at all. You wouldn't be bothered if it wasn't yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. So what's what's turned you around with it then? Because Pat? it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I kid you not, yeah. it, it is the steering wheel and pedals and my makeshift handbrake. That's yep. exactly what it is. It's fast-paced. You do get an adrenaline buzz going. And there's room for error in the rally cross that there wasn't in the rallying. You don't have to be as precise. You can cock yep. up a corner and still stay yeah. ahead. Like the joker lap, every lap. Yeah. <laughs> and it, But it just works. It just works uh-huh. really well. And that AI difficulty wasn't there in the first instance like it was in the last iteration of this. And that's made it yeah. a lot more fun. When you're getting towards the end of the championship, you feel yourself getting better. You know the track's a bit more. You know where you can push. You know where you have to be steady. But you can still make those slight mistakes. But it's the same. You, you said it earlier on. You're just ragging it round, wrenching. And it's that moment. I was, it was, I was just sat there doing the championship, ragging the wheel round, whacking the handbrake on, sliding it round a corner and grinning away to myself. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So while we're talking wheel set up then, how have you found it getting the right sweet spot for the way you drive? It's not too bad. The hardest thing with a rally game is A, getting the feel for you because everyone drives differently. It, it's quite hard to tune it in because there's so many different services. It's hard to test it because the track could be slightly different each time you go to test. You could have different the different types of service, the, the mm. degrade and things. But I think I've got I've got something that's workable. I think I've pretty much got them dialed in to where I need them, but I'd have to play it a little bit more to make sure that's right. This is the first one when I've spotted exactly the same plethora of options, even back to the last Curb Masters game, the F1 2018, which yep. I actually think it's taken a few cues in terms of its assists and things like that. It, the amount of configuration you can do in that respect seems to be yep. in here. But even then, it was, I hesitate to say it, but it was pretty much plug and play was F1. I, yeah, I plugged my wheel in and changed stuff. nothing. I just drove yep. it. Whereas with this, I spent a good hour on one rally course in time trial, ducking in and out of the menu. Um, because you can change it on the fly. You don't have to do it from the main options. You can do it from the pause menu in-game. Yes. And I think I, I think I got it sorted to how mm. I like it, but... Like I say, everybody's different, so you've got to spend that time playing yeah. with it, and you've got to make those. You've got to put in the effort to make it work for you. The problem is with wheel settings is they're very personal. Yeah, how responsive you like it, how much turning you like, how much you want that wheel to either try and rip your hands off, 
or how much you want it to feel like a wet handshake. Yeah, you're right, the personal. For everybody out there who doesn't have a wheel, I hope you haven't turned off. Playing this on a pad is a joy as well. Don't think that you can only play this game with a wheel. I flick between the two, depending on what I'm doing, because sometimes it isn't practical to get the entire setup out. And if I'm doing a daily challenge, so I just want to come on and do five to ten minutes, a quick rally, I use the pad. And it's there, and it works. It works really well, and it works with the defaults. I always I always change my button mapping. I always alter that. But I've had to do nothing else with it. And I can, I can drive very comfortably. See, I struggle, but that's me, I think. I think I've got that use to driving with a wheel. Because I, apart from Forza Horizon and Need for Speed and stuff like that, if I'm playing a racing game, I play it on my wheel. Yeah. So even on Forza, I used to be quicker on the controller, but now I struggle just because I don't find I have that fineness. Not saying that it doesn't work with the controller at all, and I'm not saying that. And if you've, if I, I don't want to put anybody off buying the game because you haven't got a wheel, but personally, I struggle to play on the yeah. controller yeah. just because I've got that used to, like with it with the controller, it's kind of almost all or nothing. Unless you're very, very sensitive with it, whereas the wheel... Yeah, I, I always I can... remap to the analog sticks for um, for accelerating and braking, So, because I, I know a lot of games default to the triggers now. But yes, it plays brilliantly on a pad. Do not be put off if you haven't got a wheel. No. Pad's yeah. fantastic. It, it It is a great game with it. I've already said I've used it for the daily challenges. I'm a little bit addicted to the daily challenges. They're, they're becoming a bit of a staple in the any of the dirt games. Yeah, yeah, that just yeah. rock up on a day, do a course, get paid, and then depending what tier you end up in at the end of twenty four hours against the rest of the human opponents, get bonus cash. It's I love it. I love it for that. It sits in rest mode. I I might come in from work, get the child off to sleep, and think, well, oh, I've got ten minutes straight in, do a challenge straight out. It, it I love it. I love the way yeah. that yeah. pulls you back in. And then the enticement, the next day, I need to go and find out what my bonus cash is. I'm going to go claim that. Oh, I may as well do a challenge while I'm here. You can literally just play it in 20-minute bursts. Is it right that the leaderboards are cross-platform as well and you can change that? Yes. The leaderboards are cross-platform, but at the moment, if the person is not on your platform, it just says Dirt Rally Player and gives a country flag. Right. It doesn't give yep. usernames. So you only see usernames for your platform, which is a bit disappointing because I was hoping I would actually at some in some way be able to add you as a friend as a cross-platform so we could compare. But I don't we know if that function's going to be there. be able to on the website. Yeah, because I think what we can do as well, it was something that was on 4, and I'm not sure if, 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 if it fully worked or not. But So we can set up a rally stage. Yeah. Or a, a rally, and with X amount of stages, and it can change each week. And you go in and post your times, and that can be cross-platform. Yeah. You just set it up, and anyone and everyone can join. Oh. And you've got your own leaderboard on the. Is it RaceNet? I was going to say it's all through the power of RaceNet, isn't it? Which has been the yeah. Codemaster staple since Grid. Yeah, maybe? but the problem is, is it's not stable. <laughs> well, it's a bit. Is that? It's a good point. Um, the the games presentation we said right at the beginning of this it's lovely it's it you know it looks fantastic yeah it's stunning it sounds nice everything else uh the loading times are actually really quick unless you're waiting for the connection to racenet 
and sometimes you can be sat around just waiting for that to happen. It's not broken. The game is fine. It just won't do anything Mm -hmm. else until it's connected. Given all of that, it's just a built-in hardcore rally game. It is. Yeah. It's if you like rallying, go for it. Yeah, I I can't I can't enthuse enough about it. I have I've not played anything else in the last week. I've just had that on constantly and have pulled my wheel out and put the chair up and everything else more in the last week than I have for any other racing games since I bought it eighteen months ago. It it's amazing. Is it missing anything? And you mentioned yes, snow. The snow stages, as with all the stages, I believe, from the first game, are in the season pass. And they're in, like, season content one. Which is You can't define weather on a season pass. I know it's not necessarily weather, it's snow stages. The snow stages, because you do get full weather in the main game. You get the heavy rain, light rain, sun, etc. But rally is, for me, baking hot weather going through the outback to going through the UK where it's always raining and muddy <laughs> to going around Sweden yeah. in the snow. Yeah. That's, and to add that... You have just described Colin McRae 2.0. That is, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. exactly what I think of when, I, when we do that. But they've put it in the season pass. It's with the deluxe edition. So if you've got that, you get season pass one, you get season content one and season content two. And I believe season content mm. two is going to be new tracks. I don't know if it's got new cars. It's definitely going to be new right. championships. But it does feel like they've divided it a little bit because you only get six countries. Yeah. And if I've got one criticism, it gets a teeny bit towards the repetitive when you're rallying on the same stages forwards and backwards. And it, it, it's, it's a massive negative when a company choose money over their player base because either people will stop playing it because they'll get bored of the tracks and they don't want to buy the season pass or they'll buy the season pass to get the extra bits. And I thought as a a gaming community that we've managed to drill this out of, uh, it just, I don't know, it, it leaves a bit of taste in your mouth a little bit. I get where you're coming from and I, I think the same. I've read a few things, rightly or wrongly, that, make me feel a touch different mm-hmm. in that this is a focused game. It is aimed at a very particular player base. We're, we're part of that player base. Yeah. And it's a racing game, of course. <laughs> but it's also a, a hardcore racing game. So it's not necessarily going to do the widespread mainstream numbers that the other titles might do, like your Dirt 4s or your Dirt Showdowns or things like that in the past. That there is that suggestion that actually they have done it because they've developed the new handling models, they've developed all the new features and put them in, and then they don't necessarily want to rework the entire first game and then just give that away. And then maybe do yeah. they charge for the extra tracks yeah. because they know the player base will probably go after it and then they stand a chance of making that a little bit more money. Because if they didn't do anything extra, it may top out and make this type of game unprofitable to go after. Yeah. And, and and I think that is a I think it's a niche with rallying. Because rally is yeah. rally you with a rally game that's all you're doing. You're getting rally and rally cross. Whereas with a traditional road circuit 
racing game, Forza and GT Sport and different things like that, Project Cars, not only can you give car packs, you could also give tracks, yeah. but you are going to get, you could go from Catalonia, you could you could put Canadian tracks in. There's that many tracks around the world that are different, handle different, different surfaces and, and mm. different things in terms of, I know they're all tarmac, but they do differ that there's enough there that you could add that in. You're not splitting your player base, but you, you get that niche. Whereas with rallying, the only thing I find is sometimes it's you've driven one, you've driven them all. So I kind of want to buy a rally game that's got all the different weather types yeah. and services that are in it and I race them. And even if they drop a new, and maybe it's my ignorance to rallying, they could drop something and I'd just be like, eh, it's pretty cool. But it's just another wet track. I, I, it's it's an interesting one, and, and part of, part of me thinks it is about revenue. It is about making sure that these it, games are sustainable. Yeah, and, and what yeah. we talk, I mean, it's sort of rubbish. Every single game, virtually, virtually, I know there are some great altruistic indies out there, but mm-hmm. every game is about revenue. It's about business. Yep. It's about making money so you can plow it into your staff and plow it back out into another game. If it didn't turn a profit we wouldn't get these. And I can understand why they're yeah, doing it from yeah. that point of view. There's an interesting parallel there. Like I said, with, with the F1 games, that's it. You, you can't actually put out extra content or anything else. It is. That's your season. It's there. Yeah, And yeah. I've always wondered, oh, why don't you just do the following year, like a 20 quid add-on pack? That just updates the liveries and the drivers. Because like us pay forty quid for it, <laughs> yeah, or adds in a new track or takes out a new track. It allows you to do a different season. Why? Why would you do it? But that's exactly it. They need yeah, people like, to pay the full price to keep the development going. If you just did the, it as a season update, I don't think they could afford the license and the development. And we're we're going to say, in fairness to to Codemasters, the last F one game was nigh on perfect. Oh, with yeah. with the tweaks and yeah. changes, they do iterate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you've got to release a new, almost a new, full game each year. Otherwise, you're just doing yourself. You're just digging a hole that you can't claw your way out of. The the the, the nail that you almost hit on the head, kind of thing, is that with the F one game, is they constantly improve that to the point that when when we're racing on it, you can feel the difference between the different types of tire. Yeah, which is insane. I've never played a racing game like that. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the contrast. And I know we're digressing from dirt here a little bit. Yeah. But the, the quality of the effort that the Codemasters guys put into their racing genres, yeah. F1, yeah. while still being able to pick up and play as an arcade game, was very sim-focused as well if you wanted it. Like you say, it just shows that the, the level that Codemasters go into and the level that they've put into Dirt Rally as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, because although I've said, you know, I'm not a massive rally fan, I don't watch it on TV. And okay, we all, everyone knew Colin McRae. Um, everyone knows Sebastian Lou. But outside of that, when I was at the auto show, I was like, who? Yeah. I, I, I didn't know any of them. They, they had a massive reveal there when I was there. And I was like, the cars look awesome. I know all the cars. Hardly know any yeah. of the drivers. Obviously, when Kibitz had his crash and Riken and did a little bit and stuff. But that's because of F1. Yeah. But having said that, you don't need to be a fan to enjoy the game. If you enjoy off-road games, it's a it's a stunning game. We've talked about a few niggles. We've probably dwelled on on stuff that have made it sound a little bit negative. But it's it's just, that's just not fair. It's it's 
stunning. It's absolutely yeah. oh, it looks amazing. It's absolutely the best rally game I've ever played. Um, I, yeah. the only rally game I have never played that I am told is the best is Richard Burns Rally. No, I don't think I've played. And, so I can't compare it to that, but I can compare it to every other one <laughs> I have touched. And I've played several different rally games over the last couple of years, particularly last year. We've got two or three ones. Mm, um, there was the V you? Rally, there was Gravel, there were a few bits and pieces. Nothing yeah. compares to this. This is no. the best. And if you want the best, just go and get it. Dirt Rally 2.0, it's yep. out now. The general release is the day that this podcast has come out. So if you're listening to this first thing in the morning on your podcast stream, go and buy it this afternoon. It's built yeah. in. We do, we do slightly apologise for getting a bit too hardcore on it, but me and Matt love racing games, so I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no apologies for that. What we will apologise for, though, is this quiz. All right, so I've got a quiz for us then if we want to. If we want yeah, to do that, let's go for it. Come on, then. Let's have, let's have it. Okay. Now, not about trains this time, is it? No, it's not about trains, honestly. I don't. Oh, man. Don't just, you know, I'm not just obsessed with completely geeky, nerdy, you know, rubbish. God. She are. So this is, uh, this is a topical quiz. It's, uh, it's about games that are going to be coming out in 2019. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. some, some of the answers are games that are going to be coming out in 2019. The rest are Mills and Boone novel titles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's your challenge. Is it a game that's coming out in 2019 or is it a Mills and Boone novel? Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> a game where neither of us wants to win again. <laughs> so I'm going to start you off. Who wants to go first? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm going first then. <laughs> okay, Matt's going first. Uh, so I'm going to give you, Matthew, Our World is Ended. Can I take a Stuart Cullen length amount of time to come up with an answer? No. Oh. <laughs> Our World is Ended, Mills and Boone. <gasps> no, it's a uh. game. Uh, so our world's ended is uh, is going to be coming out on the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation Four, uh, and it's going to feature lovable characters voiced by a talented team, a perfect recreation of Tokyo's Asakusa District, and much more. Make this sci-fi narrative an outstanding representation and great entry point into the visual novel genre. It sounds like a game I'm actually playing for review at the moment: Steen's Gate Elite. It oh. sounds exactly like that. All right, Ali, uh, you'll go. Yep. Okay, Silver Chains. Book. Uh, no, unfortunately, it's uh, it's a game. It's coming out on PC, PlayStation 4, uh, Nintendo Switch, and the Xbox One in spring 2019, uh, and it brings to life the hauntingly beautiful interiors of an early 20th century English manor. The Victorian architecture plays its part in creating an eerie atmosphere which will keep you on the edge of your seat as you unravel the mysteries of the place. Yes, it's a it's a survival horror, first person horror game. <laughs> the way you described it, there, it sounded like an estate agent game. You, d- where I, you just went around viewing properties. I totally, <laughs> I would totally play that. Yeah, estate agent simulator. Estate agent simulator. I would totally play that. That would be amusing. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't pick um, the the bus simulator that's coming out. I have that? actually requested review code. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gen- genuinely, I'm on the list for that. It looks really good. I'm not going to lie. I want I want to play Bus Simulator, but I would totally play a State Agent Simulator. You you could have. Um, do you, do you remember in um, in Fallout Three, you used to get like the the narrative checks? Yeah. You you could have that in, um, or you can have a, a system similar to that in your estate agent simulator, where um, you've got a you've got a very short amount of time to yep. pick the right description of a room or a bathroom or something when the uh, <laughs> when the person viewing asks you a question, and depending yep. on that, it it just depends on on how the sale goes. You know, <laughs> do you call it small or do you call it bijou? <laughs> I think this has legs. If you if you're a developer and you're looking you're looking for a new IP. And, and you want to buy Estate Agent Simulator off me, then um, do do get in touch. Let's move on with the questions, please. <laughs> All right, then. Doctor, Thunder Horse Warriors. I, mean, I want that to be a game. Game? Yes. No, it's actually a Milson Moon novel. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a Milson Moon novel. <laughs> it really doesn't do it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. She'd been his wife for barely a day, and now FBI agent Tuck Thunderhorse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Tuck Thunderhorse was responsible for identifying her body. So he was more than shocked when Julia Anderson turned up very much alive. I mean, it sounds like it could be written by Partridge, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> After witnessing a murder, Julia needs Tuck to help her stay alive and protect the baby he never knew she'd had. Unable to trust anyone but each other, could their one-day marriage turn into a lifelong adventure? You know what? I mean, okay, now you've described it, it does sound a little bit Mills and Boone-esque. However, it also sounds like, you know, grounds for gross misconduct within the FBI. That's a conflict of interest and a half, isn't it? I just... Investigating your own wife's murder. I just love the, the fact that his name is Tuck Thunderhorse. <laughs> Tuck Thunderhorse, get in. The best, the best is there's another one in the series called Thunderhorse Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> does, so, he build, does he build a ranching farm on that? And... I, I'm not even. I don't even want to read the blurb. I'm not lying. Right, fair enough. I'll move yep. on then. Yeah, there we go from the Thunderhorse Warriors series. Tuck Thunderhorse. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Ali. It is Ali's turn, isn't it? It is. it is boundless game game yeah no it's a mills and boone novel <laughs> what yeah there's a game called boundless isn't there i don't know not in not... fairness you did say there'd be games coming out this year yeah. so oh okay i don't know uh so boundless yeah, it was released last year in 2018 yeah uh it's it, boundless it's actually yeah it's actually a, a compilation of two stories oh yeah so uh stranded in the present time traveler caleb hornblower uh, his biggest problem <laughs> isn't returning to the 23rd century, but falling head over heels for the beguiling Liberty Stone, who shows him a love more powerful than time itself. Okay. Uh, and in the other book, which is called Times Change, uh, cynical Jacob Hornblower has followed his brother Caleb <laughs> back in time, hoping to convince him to return home. But his, his mission is soon forgotten, however, when he finds himself captivated by Liberty's spitfire sister, Sunny. Sunny Stone. Having far too much fun with this. Sounds like you, sounds like somewhere a lizard would have a sleep, doesn't it? It, it also feels like um, it's basically the same novel where someone's <laughs> done a find and replace with the name. Yeah. <laughs> replace Caleb with Jacob. 
<laughs> Quickly rewrite the back cover. And I'll do oh, it. man. <laughs> these are so good. <laughs> There's no denying quite how good these are. Okay. Matthew, your turn. Brown dust. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, I'm going to go game. You're right. Yeah. You've scored a point. Gonna jot it down. <laughs> you don't need to write. Just put a one, one next. Just put a one next to your name. Uh, so, Brown Dust is a smash hit tactical RPG from Korea-based publisher Neowitz, and it'll be free to play uh, from the seventh of March for iOS and Android. Okay. Well done, Matthew. Yeah, Ali. Mm. Uh, King's Rule. Game. No, it's Mills and Bell. Oh. Uh, so, King's Rule. Reformed con man Xander King and his stepsister Poppy both sense the electric chemistry between them. So when they start working together, it's not long before meetings in the boardroom become steamy trysts in the bedroom. But Xander's hiding a dark secret about the death of Poppy's father, and the guilt is tearing him apart. Will Xander's dark past ruin it all? Or is their red-hot passion fierce enough to redeem this king? That just sounds all kinds of wrong. It does, isn't it? Tristy. Matthew, let's go with degrees of separation. Mm, uh, that I will lean more towards a Mills and Boone. No, it's a triple I uh, video game. Uh, <laughs> an atmospheric 2D puzzle adventure uh, developed by Moondrop Studios uh, coming to PlayStation, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC in February. Okay. Sounds good, actually. Using contrasting aspects of heat and cold, degrees of separation requires players harness their respective climates. Okay, well, that does sound quite interesting, yeah. actually. There you go. If it's got some proper thermodynamics going on, it might be quite interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all about the thermodynamics. Uh, Ali, Willowbrook Post. I know what I want to say, and I just keep saying it. Again, why not? It is a game. It's from yes. uh, Excalibur, <laughs> and it's uh, billed as Animal Crossing meets Papers, Please, which Ooh. sounds both delightful and dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely game where you can, I don't know what, help to build a community and then imprison Destroy them it. all. <laughs> or, stop, or stop them from entering. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure they mash together well, but I'm, I'm actually quite looking forward to Willowbrook Post now. I've heard that. Right, uh, Matthew, Delta Force Defender. That should be a game, but I suspect it might be a Mills and Boone novel. Well, let me just say that fiery, independent Cam Sutton will go to any length to prove his Delta Force mentor isn't a terrorist, even bully the CIA into giving him the damning emails. But by the book, CIA translator Martha Drake already knows the evidence is fishy, and it's somehow connected to the recent attempts on her life. Soon the strong, capable soldier is her protector, and inciting a passion neither can deny. But will Cam still want to be her teammate once the real traitors are brought to justice? <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that, that is, that's a Mills and Boone novel. <laughs> and uh, what our listeners will not be aware of is I think Ali just had enough and just left. I just went. (laughs) He's just gone. Uh, So, did you? What did you? Did you say it was going to be Mills and Boone? Then I did say Mills and Boone. It should be a game, but it would would be a Mills and Boone. 
All right. Uh, you might all be pleased to hear this is the last one now. Oh, <laughs> Ali. Echo Springs. Game. No, it's Mills and Boone. Oh, of course it is. Echo Springs. <laughs> is it bad I don't even know who Mills and Boone's is? <laughs> Hang on, we've just gone through an entire quiz. I mean, you, you probably could have asked that at the beginning and I'd have given you an explanation. So Mills, Mills and Boone are like, they're like a trashy romance novel publishing house. Ah, okay. Okay, they were, they were like really famous in the 70s and 80s for just putting out kind of pulp, just basically trashy romance novels, that kind of thing. The kind of books that Rachel reads and then... Joey finds out about and, and, yes exactly so in the US they're actually called Harlequin I think but it's the same thing so it's Harlequin in the UK Mills and Boone but yeah trashy right. romance so yeah Echo Springs Echo Springs on the edge of the outback oh it's Australian it's Australian accent. Echo Springs <laughs> on the edge of the outback a town where everyone knows <laughs> your name and your business but the wholesome country living and welcoming community aren't what they used to be Echo Springs has a dark underbelly, and it's seeping ever outward. Oh, that sounds that sounds quite political, <laughs> sounds doesn't it? Does that? Yeah. No comedy names, though. I'm a bit disappointed by that. I was I was waiting for another Tuck Thunderhorse. <laughs> Tuck Thunderhorse. <laughs> sounds it sounds like sounds like somebody with a lisp giving an instruction on how to put a saddle on. Tuck Thunderhorse. Tuck Thunderhorse. <laughs> We've lost him. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the best name I've heard in a long while. It's brilliant. Where, 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 where'd you put oh. the girth? Where'd you put the girth? Tucked under horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish. I actually wish you'd save that one for the end. I've, I think, uh, yeah. I think you you went too early on the amazing names. Yeah, I didn't know if I'm honest. Oh. Tuck Thunderhorse. I'm going to start using that as my nom de plume. It's not Mr. Reaper. Yeah. My name, Thunderhorse. Tuck <laughs> Thunderhorse. That is fantastic. Uh, well, that is, that is uh, amazing <laughs> names aside. That is a quiz I don't want to ever repeat. <laughs> I think you liked it, really. You seem to be quite good at it. Okay, I got two out of five. You did? Well, you still won, though, as many points as Ali did. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with these quizzes, there is never really a winner. <laughs> no, I think we all know who the winner is. Tuck Thunderhorse. Well, we hoped you enjoyed that quiz. We're still in two minds about it several days after mm. recording it. But anyway, thanks for sticking with us for lots of talk on Dirt Rally 2. Can't say anymore. It's still great. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>